Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little odd. Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in McLean. Yes, it would. Nobody would know what to do there. McBrew? Yeah. I mean, there's just, I, I doubt there would be a whole lot of excitement around. Well, the people in McLean would be excited. They'd be happy. They're like, hey, we got yeah. a great coffee place. But, you know, maybe it would be weird. That's the point. It would be weird. They'd probably make their own coffee there in McLean. <laughs> Well, wherever you are in the state, if you're in McLean or anywhere else, you can always get Strange Brew Coffee delivered right to your door. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on the front counter in your kitchen, we got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else. You can only find it at College Corner. They have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. So whatever you're looking for, for your, your house, for yourself, for your car, for your tailgate, whatever you need, wherever you need MSU gear, they've got it at College Corner. Locations in Start, I'm sorry, in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet and Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starkville's best Mexican restaurant and Mexican fare with Mississippi Roots. It's Taco Tuesday there today, but every day is Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco. They've got the best tacos around. So when you're looking for a great Mexican meal, but it's a little different than one you can get anywhere else. You got to go to Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs. I had Firehouse Subs for lunch today. It was fantastic. Quick that was service. a great decision. Quick service. Great sandwich. What's not to add? Okay. Goodbye. And you know what? It's, a, it's an easy way to feel good about yourself. You're not really doing that much. But when they ask if you want to round up for firemen, I just say yes. And whatever it is that get they get it, and I, I I assume everybody's like that, right? Surely nobody is saying no to that, right? To give them their their fifty eight cents or whatever it is. You there's some, there's some really cheap people out there like John Sokoloff. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's all I can say to that. <laughs> I hope you're not one of those people. Just head over to Firehouse Subs. Whenever you place them, you always are helping out local fire departments, and they help them out all across uh, this great country of ours. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. I want to give a quick shout-out today, Robbie. The CEO 
of Simmons Erosion Service Services reached out to me. Oh, me too. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, and she she couldn't have been nicer. She said she wanted to thank us for all the pub we're giving her. What she she said was, you know, this is all about raising awareness for Make a Wish, and that she hopes MSU fans will will jump in as well and and add donations. So we're challenging you guys to do that. Uh, you see that you know they're going to donate a thousand dollars for every touchdown. Maybe make your own. You know, I'm not saying it has to be a thousand dollars or anything like that, but you know, maybe you give ten bucks for every uh, touchdown that uh, that Will Rogers throws. Five bucks, even a dollar, every little bit helps. So we'll jump on board with this challenge for uh, from Simmons Erosion Services, and let's get some some great money to a great cause. Our friends at Make a Wish. All right, it is uh, Tuesday, big week here in Starkville. Big week across the SEC. Huge games everywhere. We're really into the. The, the meat of the schedule now. We're really starting to get into it. And uh, you talked to uh, Mike Leach on uh, on Monday. And I am I am sure, Robbie, I am without a shadow of a doubt positive. He gave you some pearls of wisdom that you wanted to pass along to our listeners here. Yes. Do you have um, the cricket sound effect? I do not, but I could I could probably find it, but it's but had it ready, it would have been better. I I don't think there's a coach out there that despises talking college football more than Mike Leach. At least you know, like to the media. Like it's just like the weirdest thing to me. I thought about that Saturday. I was thinking it must be really inter- it would be really interesting to be on the headset with Leach during the game when you know he's just talking football, right? Yeah. They're calling plays and they're that would must be it must be would be really something to hear. Yeah. You know, when it's just football with him. Cause my gosh, these press conferences are brutal, man. Oh, they're so brutal. We just we get nothing unless it's like a hey coach, uh, you know, my my sister's getting married. Do you have any advice for her? Like it's 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 the it's the, the only thing topic stuff, yeah. And like when you ask him like a question, like you legitimately want to know, you're not gonna get an answer. Yeah. Um, and I, I could have worded this question better, but basically I wanted to know, is Nick Jones like squarely in the mix for left tackle? Could, could there is there a possibility for Nick Jones to be your left tackle and dollar bill to move inside or something? Mm-hmm. And so basically, you know, I was like, what did you think of what you saw of Nick Jones? And do you, do you feel comfortable with him at left tackle? Mm hmm. And basically, you know, he takes everything that you say quite literally, doesn't really expand on it. He just uses the words, takes the words that you use, um, whether he knows what you're saying or not, and just answers the exact, like, thing that you ask, like, I guess, the words you use. Like, he doesn't really delve into mm-hmm. the the meat of it. So, you know, I'd, he basically just said, well, Nick's been on the left side the whole time and has done some good things, and that's about it. So we didn't really learn much. Um, you know, he talked about, you know, he's known Jimbo Fisher for a while, didn't really talk a whole lot about uh, Texas A&M. I asked him about uh, their defense, kind of what, what to expect from them, and he did say that he expects a lot of zone defense from him. So, I mean, there were, there were a few things that, uh, you know, a few little nuggets he gave, but overall just didn't really learn a ton today at uh the press conference not surprising not surprising he didn't have any kind of update i assume on dollar bill no no, no he did not no. i don't i don't suspect we will ever get well i mean on dollar bill's health we'll get one on saturday if he's in the starting lineup we can assume that he's healthy at that point 
I, I'm one of those people. I think the, that college should be like the NFL. I think mm-hmm. you should you should give updates, and you should be required to give health updates on certain things. I mean, there's certain things that you that you don't want right. to give, but I mean, it shouldn't just be you know you don't get an answer on anything. Well, if we ever get a partnership between colleges and gambling, then you'll have to have them because I mean they make right. they make decisions based off of that stuff. So, right. We'll see if that ever happens. All right, let's 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 change gears then, and tr- let's go deeper into what we talked about a little bit yesterday. Uh, if you look down the uh, the podcast feed, I have an interview with Brandon Marcello from Twenty Four Seven Sports today, uh, and uh, we talked about this as well. And that's this this idea that we have of these next three games defining more than just the season for Mississippi State. It's going to define Mike Leach's career at Mississippi State. If he can't get through this next stretch, two and one at worst, the the con the idea the idea of Mike Leach as a longtime Mississippi State head coach is going to be one that's hard to get behind. You know, if he's one and two after these next few weeks, so he'd be four and three with Alabama, Georgia, and say what you want, Ole Miss remaining on the schedule. He's never beaten them. I mean, you're looking at seven and five, uh, Six and six, six. And six kind of season right in the face in year three. And it just doesn't, you just, you don't have any excitement about this program. You don't have any, any, anybody, nobody is fired up for Mississippi State football. That said, if you're two and one or if you're three and oh, and you win these next three games. And honestly, what I saw on Saturday, now, you know, we recorded before the AM game uh, was played. And what I saw from AM, and what I saw from Arkansas, and honestly, what I've seen from Kentucky this year, all three of those games are winnable for Mississippi State. All three yeah. of those games, if State goes out and does the things that they're supposed to do, and they play clean, and Will Rogers can throw the football and has time to throw the football, State can beat all three of those teams. a and scored 23 points against Arkansas, the worst pass defense in the country. They couldn't throw the ball against them. And, of course, you know, seven of their points came on a, on a, on a, on a turnover. So they only a freak really, play on a freak, freak play, play. They scored sixteen points. Arkansas, kind of the same thing. Uh, was sloppy. KJ Jefferson, you know, when they turned him into a passer, he really couldn't do much against them. Um, he made some mistakes. Kentucky has not been impressive one time this season. Even their win against Florida is not an overly impressive win. If you really watch that game, Florida made a ton of mistakes. Now you give Kentucky credit for taking advantage of them, but. You know, you haven't really – this sort of goes back to the, this There's this debate going around college football that is anybody any good. And I talked about it a little bit on Sports Talk today. I said that I think you have three great teams, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. They're all great. They could all win the national championship. Then you have teams that are good, but there's a wide gap between the good and the great right now. Like, I think Clemson is good. They're a good team. Mm-hmm. They're good enough. I think Arkansas is good. They can be good, um, but there's this there's, there's this wide gap. But state can be good as well, and if they win these next three games, you, you've got a ton of excitement and a ton of momentum, and and, and everybody's you know building towards that. You, obviously, you're gonna have a little bit of a step back when you play Alabama, but then you go into November thinking it could be a nine win season, could very easily happen. So, Robbie, is is this the most? 
Well, is this the most important three-game stretch we've seen since 2014? I don't want to go back to the whole, there's a whiff of that in the air, but th- this is a as, as defining a stretch as I can remember for Mississippi State football in terms of playing three huge games back-to-back-to-back. Um, might have been. Um, trying to think back. And that 2018 season, they had back-to-back really big games with Kentucky and Florida and lost both of those. I think they yeah. played Auburn. That, that might have been the last time. They had all, Auburn, I think, after that Florida game. Like, that three-game stretch, if, if Moorhead would have beaten Kentucky, mm-hmm. I think he would have won all three of those games. And the, and the entire trajectory might be different. Or if he, I, I don't know. If he had just beaten Florida – and gone nine and three that first year. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's totally different. I think he and, lost. And maybe things would, would have still worked out the same way. I don't know. But I, 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 I think, think losing that, Florida, that game, can, losing to Mullen and knowing you were never going to get a chance to get revenge on him, a lot of people just tuned out on Moorhead right there. And then, you know, that Kentucky game was so bad. Like, if so you got three, if you go, if you win all three of those games, Mississippi State's probably a top 10 team. Yeah. Because people were very high on state. They were just kind of waiting to see what Joe Moorhead was doing. Mm-hmm. And they would have had one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in college football. You just beat Kentucky uh, and Florida and a top 25 Auburn team in three straight games. And they were they were going to be probably 5-0 and or whatever it was. They would have been probably close to top 10 team. So that, that was probably the last – that was probably the last time like a three-game stretch was that important. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, this is – and two, you're you're sitting here. You know, Mike Leach has been going back and forth, like two games under 500 and back to 500. Can he get over that hump and get over 500 at Mississippi State? Because that right now that looks pretty bad. Yeah, you're, you're two. You're almost two and a half years into your tenure, and you have a losing record here. And mm-hmm. I know that first year was all SEC, and that's to be taken um, a little differently than most seasons. But right, still, he's he's got he's 500 after. 30 games or whatever he's coached here. So this is a really big stretch for him. This is – you can completely dismiss that LSU game if State has a good run here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I think people are still – for the rest of the year, people are going to be saying, well, we let that one go, you know, but that, and that's okay. But I think that you can erase that if you go two and one here. You're right back to where we all thought Mississippi State could be after six, seven games, whatever it's going to be. Because we all thought Mississippi State, or most of us thought Mississippi State was going to lose to LSU. Most of us thought that State could be two and one out of this stretch. So you do that, and you're right where you need to be. And you're trying to you're trying to get to eight wins. That is kind of the, the benchmark for Mississippi State this year. If you can get to eight wins and even you know beat Ole Miss, I think everybody's going to be happy. Um, and that's how you do. I mean, that's the, this is how you do it here. You got to go two and one in this stretch, and get to five and two. Is that what they would be uh, at that point? I mean, that's if they were two. Yeah, if they're two and one, they'll be five and two when they play Alabama, and that would probably think you think you're going to be eight and four, or you have a yeah. shot at eight and four. Um, and obviously, I mean, if you're three and zero, oh, and you're six and one playing Alabama, then you're you're oh, that's great. You're, you're set. You're set. You set yourself up. For a great season, I, th- I thought of another stretch. It's only two games, but remember Moorhead's second year. They had the back to back road games at Auburn and at Tennessee. And I remember doing pods with Joel and saying, you know, they have to win one of those games. Mm-hmm. They have to win one of those games, or they- otherwise it's just not going to work. And of course, not only did they lose them, they lost them both in ugly fashion. They got blown out by Auburn, and then Tennessee was just 
just a oh, terrible, was, terrible pathetic. football game. State's His offense play. was just so bad. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into a Joe Moorhead. Yeah, it's a discussion for another day. But I, I just I cannot believe that offense didn't work. I mean, after what we saw at Penn State, well, it just it just looked like it was going to be it great. Had, in a, you know, the NFL talent at the skill positions that he had, but he didn't. He didn't. I mean, he had Kylan Hill, who's an NFL player, and that's the end of the line. That's the end of the discussion. You know, Gidry, Osiris Mitchell. You know, just you, you, you might you think about you're thinking about. Please don't take this as I hate Farad Green, but you've got Farad Green versus Mike Gasecki. One was the first round pick, and one was not. So yeah, but I mean, he went to Oregon, and it worked there too. So it's like, well, a two things. A, I would say that Oregon has probably better talent than Mississippi State, and probably, they, but it's just like the, the but the it just looks so much different. It's just it, like because Oregon has speed, Mississippi State. Didn't but have I don't, that I don't even think it's just that. I mean, it's, they're also Play playing Pac-12 teams for most of the part, not playing SEC teams. Now, granted, they did go to Ohio State and win, but I, I just the play calling looked completely different to it me. Did. But that's it did. So, all right, let's let's move forward. Let's let's look at these three games. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some of the questions I asked uh, Marcelo, and that's you know in this three game stretch, which game do you like Mississippi State the best in? That's a good question. I mean, I, I would think Texas A&M, but at the same time, I mean, Arkansas has a ton of flaws too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like the prospects of um, defending Arkansas's read, but their secondary is so bad. Um, I think they have – I think Arkansas – I think it's going to be Texas A&M. Because Texas A&M has, has not been good on the offensive side of the ball. They don't have – I think Arkansas is better up front than them, and I think that's where Arkansas can can win against Mississippi State. So I think it's. I think my answer is going to be A&M. I, I tend to agree with you. Arkansas is, is very interesting for Mississippi State because, like you said, they're so bad against the pass. A&M, I just feel like it's a team that can't score. And then if you don't make mistakes, you're, they're not going to be able to put enough points on the board. And if you get up 10 points on them, you probably won the football game because they're just not good enough offensively to, to do anything against them. What's more likely, State 0-3 or State 3-0 and in this stretch? 3-0. and That's what Marcelo said, too. I agree with him. i got to think they're going to win one of those games at worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just hard to believe that they would completely crap the bed. But, I'll say this. Yeah. It's, it is Mississippi State. I mean, we've seen. I think if State can win the first one, if they can beat A&M Saturday, they're going to get all three. I think the momentum will, will build. I, I definitely believe that if they if they win the two home games, they will. They're, they're yeah. beating Kentucky. I don't think they're going to be two and one in this stretch if the first game is uh, the first game, the A&M game is a loss. Yeah, I don't think they, they come did. back and win the next two. I think if this they is do the that, big one to get. This is the big one to get because you lose this game and you're starting to have doubt creep into your head. Right. You, well, you, you go get from this and, and you get the momentum. You go from like this weekend, I expect, but I'm going to say 55,000, right? That's what I'm going to say. Should be a good crowd. Should be a good crowd. game. If you win, you're talking 60,000 the next week. Your big crowd for the Arkansas game. If you lose, you think, you think there'll be that many for the 11 a.m.? 
I mean, at this, I'm going to say this at this point, and I, I'm and and if you're getting mad at me, I've never been one to preach. I've never been one to say you know, we need you here or anything like that. I, that's not me. If you can't make it, you can't make it. I get that. But if you beat Texas A&M and you're four and one, you got a shot at being ranked at that point. I don't know if you would be or not, but would you put a four and one state team in your on your ballot in top twenty five? Oh yeah, I'd I'd say state right now is top thirty for me. Okay. Okay. They're so, right on the edge of getting in. So you're probably on my ranked. Ballot. Arkansas, I, I don't know how much they're going to drop when they lose to Alabama. But that's a huge game. That's a huge game for Mississippi State. If you can't get 60000 in the stadium for that, then what, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, if you I just get a big I, crowd. I know it's I a wonder. lot of them, but, I mean, that means that you can you don't have to spend two nights in Starkville. You can get up, get up early, come to the game, and go home after. You know? I, I feel like – I. I'm very skeptical on it being a, a packed house mm-hmm. just because since COVID hit, I, I feel like just about everywhere it's just been hard. It has been. It in. has been. But for big games, I mean, Ole Miss last year for Texas A&M, they got a full house in there. They had a big crowd. Mississippi State, if they're playing Arkansas at 4-1, and one, they need they, 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 they would the team would deserve a big crowd at that point. Yeah. At no that doubt. point, if you can't buy in, if you can't say, all right, I'm here for the team, well, I mean, I don't know why you bought tickets. Though. I don't know well, why you're you season ticket holder. The hope is this is the hope is this is that A and M Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, twenty fourteen stretch. Yeah, that's what remember you're, that you're, that A and M game this was stretch. at eleven. Yeah, that that A and M game was at eleven, and that Auburn game was at two thirty. Right, so, so two day games. There's we, some similarities. We didn't believe that the that the atmospheres would be that charged up, but right. they were. So hopefully, and, and I, that's what you see the next two weeks. I know it's a different time. I know pr- things are more expensive now. I know I, I understand all that. But you bought the season tickets, is what I would say. If you're a season ticket holder and you bought tickets, this is the time. These were the games you were going to show up for, right? This, the, you you bought those tickets so that you could go to see them play the SEC teams. You didn't buy the season tickets to see them play Memphis and Bowling Green and East Tennessee State. You know, those are the three you were willing to skip if you were like, I can't make every game. So it's time, you know, but state has to do the do do its job too. It has to win on Saturday and and get that get people excited about Mississippi State football. This is this is big a stretch. Like I said, if Mike Leach can't get it done in this stretch, I I don't I don't have any confidence in him to get it done ever at Mississippi State. I would I would be willing to go that far. Okay. This is where I am. This is where I am. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show, our, our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef is what's dinner. My Philly cheesesteaks were delicious, by the way. I don't know if I brought that up. I guess I didn't. I bet they were. Well, yeah, I, I had. I, I did not know. You know, you, you've seen them cook them with the with the, the the spatula and all that, and they're chopping them and all that. I was able to do that. I, I did not know how how easy it was going to be. Those those steaks were tender though. They came apart, melt the cheese, delicious. And I tell you that to tell you that you can be eating like that every weekend. All you got to do is go to the grocery store and buy steaks, buy beef. Beef is what's for dinner. Don't don't listen to any other body. You know, other people like to say other things are for dinner. They're wrong. You want beef. It's the best that there is. Nobody's ever complained. Nobody ever complained about getting a steak. I'm just I'm just telling you that right now. Except for vegetarians, and they really want steak. Just don't don't let them fool you. So. Get some beef this weekend. Cook out, tailgate, make it your own. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. 
Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern soul food. It's also a great place to hang out after hours. You know, when the when the when the restaurant says, "Okay, the food's out, but the the party is on." There's no better place because you got such a great location right there in the middle of the Cotton District. Big space. Head out there on the patio, enjoy yourself. That's what I'm talking about. That's a good time waiting to happen. Every time's a good time when you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service. Every business promises you that. Advantage Business Systems delivers that. And they've got 47 years worth of experience to prove it to you. So you know you're talking about somebody who has taken care of their customers since they opened the doors. When you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. They've got all the best names and the best prices. And then when something needs service, you call Advantage Business Systems and you're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi, not somebody in a different state in a different country. It's a Mississippi business just like yours. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. You tired of the three-stripe life, guys? Are you tired of, of, you know, polos with, like, different color sleeves and gigantic logos and stuff written all... You're tired of it, right? You want something classic. You want something that looks good, that feels good, that's quality. That's what the Rogue is bringing to you with their collegiate collection. Some of the best-looking polos and quarter zips I've ever seen. Understated. The logo's small the way people want them. And they're the, the logos that you guys want. They're not the banner rim. They've got the M over S. They've got the state script. They've got the walking bully. And they got some other great stuff. I saw something I might have to get you for Christmas, uh, Robbie. They had some oh. cowbell boxer shorts. What do you think? Uh, I think I'm good. But, I I mean, I could find you. I could find the home for those, I'm sure. Um, I thought you were going to get me some. And I'm like, I don't know if they have my size. Uh, you have to go straight to the tarp manufacturer for me. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so, check Bed out the sheet. Yeah. Go to the rogue.com. You can see their collegiate collection there. They've got great products for State, Ole Miss, Alabama, USM, uh, the Saints. A lot of great stuff. Not that I'd be wanting to wear a Saint shirt right now. My God. Anyway, check them out. The rogue.com. Go follow them on Instagram, the rogue JXN. Avoid the three stripe life with the rogue. Robbie Falk is one game up in the SEC picks. His first ever lead against me. And that was a strange lead to get. That that game was, it had all kinds of I mean, turns. I thought it was a done deal that I had it, right? You know, Auburn or Missouri has it first and goal inside the five. I'm like, all right, this is over. I've 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 got a lead. And then we all know what happened from there. So Robbie takes a one-game lead. Let's look at this week's picks, and we'll see if I can't find a way to get back into it. Obviously, there's two obvious ones, Robbie. We'll get them out of the way. Eastern Washington, Florida will take the Gators, and South Carolina State, South Carolina will take the Gamecocks, and then we'll jump in here. So uh, 11 a.m. up the road in Oxford, the number seven-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, they will take on the number 14 Ole Miss Rebels. Rebels did not look good against Tulsa, but that's the first time they really haven't looked good in this uh, this preseason stretch they've kind of had. Kentucky has not really been overly impressive this year either, but they do have the, the best win of the group when they won down there at Florida. Which way are you leaning on this uh, big battle between SEC unbeatens? 
Oh, I, you know, I've just I've kind of gone back and forth on this all week. Um, you know, I just it's Monday, by the way. I just want to point that out. Uh, yeah, but I guess my I guess I'm going back to since the game ended on Saturday. But um, anyway, I f- I feel like Ole Miss is going to win this game because it's at home. But at the same time, you know. I don't think the at- I think the atmosphere is going to be kind of sleepy. You know that they haven't had an. This is a night impressive... game. I would definitely take Ole Miss. Yeah, they haven't had an overly impressive atmosphere. They definitely don't like during the day there. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh, um, I think Kentucky's defense is going to be able to slow down Ole Miss, but are they going to have the offense to be able to kind of um, keep pace? Because I think Ole Miss will still be able to score some. I think I'm gonna go Ole Miss. Okay. Well, here we go. Oh, you, yeah. Because I'm, I'm. I said back in the preseason I was gonna go with Kentucky to get Chris Rodriguez back. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, I think Kentucky's just tougher on both lines of scrimmage than than Ole Miss is. Uh, what I saw from Ole Miss not being able to stop the run Saturday that makes you worried if you're playing Kentucky. Levis can get can complete some passes. I think they'll pressure Dart. I'm gonna take the the uh, the Wildcats to win this one. Okay. Uh, Alabama. A dissension. Yeah. Well, you know, you, everybody knows you're big Ole Miss homer. You've had them ranked really high all year. so uh, Really high. As high as they've been is 17th in my poll. And I, mm. I dropped them steadily. Mm, I tell you. Uh, Alabama at Arkansas. I, I would have considered Arkansas a week ago before I saw them against Texas A&M. Now, no chance. I'll definitely take the Crimson Tide in this one. Yeah, me too. And if it's going to be really interesting to see how Arkansas rebounds if and when they lose this, especially if it's like kind of a runaway for Bama. Our friend Brandon Walker says Arkansas is losing four in a row. A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State, BYU. Ooh, I thought they played BYU. Hmm. They played BYU the week after Mississippi State. That's tough. Yeah, uh, I just I'm very interested to see how how they bounce back if they if if they lose this game and they lose about two or three touchdowns, what they look like next week. I agree, I agree. But we'll both take the Crimson Tide there. Uh, nighttime kickoff at Jordan Hare on the Plains, LSU at Auburn. Jane Daniels got a little beat up last week. I think he's good to go. However, Auburn their quarterback situation is a train wreck. I don't see how anybody can take Auburn with a straight face. So I won't. I'll take LSU. They're like they're like LSU was last year. Whenever you know that, like that LSU game when they lost, when they beat Mississippi State was kind of like Auburn beating Missouri. Yeah, it's just delaying the inevitable. But th- this could kind of be the start of Brian Harson tumbling down the hill. Um, I'm 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 definitely taking Auburn. Who's got? Is this their third straight home game? Uh, have they even been on the road yet? It's three or four straight home games. They haven't been on the road yet. Have they? They played Mercer. Uh, They played San Jose State. They played, uh... We went over their schedule preseason. I just... They haven't. They haven't. They've not been on the road yet. They have five straight home games to start the year. That means the back end is ugly. Oh, my God. This is going to be... This is going to get so bad. They got... Georgia, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, five in a row. On the road? All those are on the road? No, they, they play um they play Arkansas and A&M at home, but it, okay. it doesn't matter. That's still oh, yeah. 
Oh, we'll have a new coach by then. All right, I'm taking LSU though. Okay, me too. All right, and then last but not least, uh, Georgia travels to Missouri. Oh, what are we doing here? Well, we're both going to take Georgia. Oh my God! So Th- this feels like I-, I think last last week was just an absolute fluke. We can't stay. We're already starting to say we need yeah. to move Georgia no. out of the number one. No. no, they're the best team in the country. That was just kind of a fluky ball game. This is going to be um, just an absolute massacre. Yeah. All right, so we'll take uh, we'll both take Georgia. So Ole Miss, Kentucky, that's our difference maker this week. Either it'll be tied or you'll have a two game lead going in. I guess we're just gonna. I, I think we'll have some differences down the road, but I oh, guess sure. right now we're just doing we're just focusing in on one game a week. Apparently, well, you don't you don't want to you know get out there and, and be three four games down at week seven. You got to right. you got to play conservative. I mean, that said though, what am I going to pick against you? I'm not taking Auburn. I'm not taking Arkansas. I'm not taking Missouri. You know, this was the only that was the only opportunity there, but we will disagree on that. All right, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. So get your questions in now. We got a lot of great extra content lined up for you this week. I mentioned that we have an interview with Brandon Marcello. That's on today's feed. Uh, tomorrow we'll have an interview uh, with Texas A&M's biological father. That's right, Nick Fitzgerald joins me. We'll talk to him and get his thoughts on the uh, the A&M games that he played in and his thoughts on this year's team. Uh, I've got an interview lined up with uh, – I, I hate that I've forgotten the guy's name. Uh, it's a Texas A&M beat writer from uh, the Eagle there in Bryan, Texas. Alex Miller will join me uh, to discuss Texas A&M. Uh, plus, we'll probably maybe have a few more surprises uh, as well. So a lot of great content for you here on the podcast this week. Hope you guys will enjoy it. I'm sure Robbie is putting out a ton of great content up there on 24-7, just like he always does. So make sure you check that out. As well, unless they get your questions into us for the rumbling. For Robbie Paul, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning or on Supercross Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.